It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. Hi. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I can't do this. I have no idea what I'm doing. It's all right. so awkward. All right. I got you. Do you I'll, not hear I'll a terrible it. echo in the, the, the bath? I'm, I'm pulling an AJ. I'm doing a show from the bathroom. <laughs> what's up guys it's oh it's what's up? i didn't prepare an episode number for today episode number 13 it can only be episode number 13 i, uh, I you have to tell me the number of ring of honor tag titles i for... didn't even think about that shit no, late great jay briscoe i'm yeah. sorry so look, Aaron and Brandon are going to do most of the show. I don't even know what I sound like because I am literally roaming the halls of a bathroom slash annex. Um, there are two reasons why I did want to jump on the show this week after I said I wasn't going to. The first one is because I need to start a GoFundMe for myself because <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to make it home from Disney World. Um, it is a nightmare. This place, I, I have been on trips that involve blizzards. I've been on trips that involve tornadoes. I've been on trips that involve hurricanes. I'd rather be involved with one of those. This is ungodly. Now, I did have the moment during the week where I did the turn, and I stopped caring and just said, look, I'm going to be broke. I just not, I'm not going to think about it anymore. I, I don't care. Whatever it is, I'm not going to micromanage how much money I'm spending on a meal or something like that. I'm just going to be broke, and the kids probably won't go to college anyway, so we're going to be okay with that. And so that's the light part of what, what the reason why I want to come in. Obviously, what Aaron just referenced is the real reason I wanted to come on, which is just what an effing gut-wrenching week this is for professional wrestling fans. And I'm Man, you know, Aaron, I know AJ joked about it on Twitter, not joked about it, you know, he said legitimately on Twitter, like Aaron used to force us to go to these, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe there were like 13 and a half hour long tapings. That if we, we were lucky. Through. Yeah, if on, on a good day, 13 and a half hour tapings. Um, for, for years, we would go to the, just the smallest venues you could ever possibly imagine. Um, places where the like the most concessions they might have is like some stale nachos or something like that, and uh, and watch Ring of Honor tapings. We went all the time. I mean, we went regularly to the Duburn's Arena and Myers Pavilion, and you know, Aaron was obsessed, and and AJ and I'd be like, yeah, we'll go, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and in fairness, we're, we're we actually didn't, we don't give Aaron credit for much because you know he's the worst, but we were thankful because we did we did get to see so many, like I, I was telling Brandon a story a couple weeks ago. Brandon didn't know the story about, um, you know, you and, and Kevin Steen and right. you wearing your El Generico t-shirt. Oh yeah. And taunting him and him calling me a dipshit. <laughs> yeah, right. Like Brandon didn't know that story at all. And I was like, dude, like, think about that. Right. Like I'm talking about these guys, they should be headlining a WrestleMania night. And here we were, you know, inside little Duburn's arena <laughs> with like 50 other people it, it's just incredible like we got to see so many amazing things um and again we would give aaron credit but let's also keep in mind he also dragged us out for these thir god awful 13 hour long <laughs> tapings that were pure hell but we saw these amazing things and yeah to the point every time um you saw the briscoes you knew you were seeing something special like it, it just I mean, it was un unbelievable what it is that you were seeing. Um, and then the way that their fan, 
know, it's funny. Whenever we would go to shows, there would always be like a Briscoe section. And I think it took me a couple shows until Aaron, you told me you're like, no, that's like legitimately their family. Like, <laughs> yeah, even like, even that show that we went to together at um at UMBC, yeah. yeah, yeah, their whole family was there too, dude. I, I uh, they no were probably half the crowd that was there because the I crowd mean, was not. Know, let's not let's not be disrespectful to that. It was it was at least a tenth though. There's no doubt. <laughs> but I mean, the like, whole re- let, let's also be honest. Like the Ring of Honor crowd almost became a Briscoe family because it didn't matter who you were. If you were going to a Ring of Honor show, in at least some part, you were going to see the Briscoes. And we talked about that, you know, when we were trying to figure out what Ring of Honor was um, post. Or after you know it got involved with AEW, and we said like literally at this point, like the one thing that might be able to get people to tune into a Ring of Honor show and to you know be involved is if that was where they could find the Briscoes, because the Briscoes became truly the heart and soul of what Ring of Honor was. Take nothing away from any of the incredible wrestlers over the years, but they were the ones. They were the the steady hands that were always there. And whenever you went to a show and it, they didn't just work when ring of honor shows. If, if you went to indie shows in this area, you would see the Briscoes a lot of places. And that's funny. Not every place, right? Like well, not every place. And not recently there were places, you know, in the, in the first decade of the two thousands, they were everywhere. And then and this is a really important thing when you're talking about kind of the legacy of the Briscoes, mm-hmm. they were the first ones to get that, that ring of honor deal. Like, there weren't contracts for Ring of Honor before the Briscoes, and that limited where they could go. In the first part of the decade, everywhere, and then over the past 15 years or so, you saw them at Ring of Honor. And again, one of the reasons you went to Ring of Honor was to see the Briscoes. Correct, correct. Absolutely. They they didn't, like, it stopped. They stopped going every. Now, they still did a lot of signings and a lot of events and, you know, but yes, you're right. You didn't get to see Briscoe Brothers matches after a certain point. Um, and, and that's the thing. It feels like we're mourning, not just Jay. And, and I feel like I, it's almost disrespectful what we're saying, because what we're in part, what we're really mourning is it's Jay died. And because of that, also the Briscoe brothers died. And I don't want to be disrespectful to Jay by talking about the sadness for that. But I do feel like that's what a lot of professional wrestling fans are feeling is it's awful. It's ungodly to think about losing not only a 38 year old man, but a 38 year old man with two young daughters who, you know, obviously we continue to think about, like, it's just, it's unfathomable for that. Um, But the sadness that I think professional wrestling fans are feeling is beyond just losing this unbelievable performer um, is that you've also lost now, you know, one of the greatest tag teams uh, in any uh, company of the 21st century. And, and to, you know, I know a lot of people, as a lot of people have brought up who were arguably still doing some of their best work, if not their definitive best work over the course of the last year. It's, it's unthinkable. And as the details come out, it's more unthinkable and, and then the randomness of it and, and the craziness of it. And I, I kind of want to rewind a little bit to kind of, I think it was my first tweet that I sent out, which is that it didn't, I, I saw honestly, and, and thinking about it, I, I need to do the actual math. Of that. I might've seen Jay Briscoe more than any other wrestler live. 
because you would see him at every Ring of Honor show, and I went to see and I went to see so many Ring of Honor shows. It's very possible that I saw Jay Briscoe live more than any other wrestler on the planet, and I saw him at the Manassas Rec Center. Mm-hmm. I saw him at Du Burns Arena. I saw him at the William J. Myers Pavilion and the UMBC Event Center. I saw him at the the uh, ECW Arena in Philadelphia. I saw him at Madison Square Garden, in addition right. to uh, you know a number of other places. I saw him everywhere, and every single time, and it didn't. And so many people, and I'm going to get into this list of, that I pulled off the top of my head of people I've seen him against because it is a who's who of wrestling. Uh, the the people who I just just who I've seen it in my, against live. But there was also a stretch where he was facing. They they usually they used him for a stretch where it was just let's get uh, local talent in, let's do it. And it didn't matter what the match was. It didn't matter where it was. He gave the same energy every single time, and he brought the crowd to their feet every single time. And that's something you can't say about many wrestlers on the planet at all. And it says so much to, A, just what an unbelievable talent he was, and B, just the connection he had formed with the crowd the fact that so many people were there to see them boys that were there to see him as a singles act. And it's just, it, it, to me, it's incredible to think about that. It didn't matter if he was facing, you know, top talent in Madison Square Garden, or if he was facing the local indie talent at Burns arena, it was the same show and it was wonderful every time. You know, and I'll add a layer to that, Aaron. I think one of the things that was unique about it for us is you know, it was, they were from Delaware. So they weren't technically, when we say local, like they weren't, you know, I I think we've always kind of referred to local for the three of us and AJ for the four of us has always been like Baltimore DC. So it's not exactly local, but weirdly because of what you just referred to, which is that they, they were, they were so connected to ring of honor. Weirdly, it kind of felt like we had this leg up because this was someone who you know, marks across the world were fans of, but yet we kind of had him like, and, and them. And I keep saying, I, 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 I hate like doing that, but I think everybody understands what I mean when I say that, like we had the Briscoes in our backyard that we could kind of see whenever we wanted. And to the point, obviously ring of honor went all over the place, but you know, as we talked about so much um, before the, you know, the, the death of what was really ring of honor, um, was it was this was home and they were here more than they were anywhere else and so it did feel and because he would show up at appearances and he would show up you know and do autograph things like we would see the briscoes kind of everywhere it really did feel like in a way you know it was that i think sports fans feel this way right like it's the tell me i'm pretty thing it's that like if if my team is doing well then i'm better than you are even though i have nothing to do with the team um it, it, you know i believe it or not if you're a washington commanders fan i know you've never felt that way but you know maybe maybe someday um that you get that as a sports fan and as a pro wrestling fan in a weird way it was like we had this thing that you couldn't possibly explain to somebody we had it to Aaron's point. We watched these guys perform a billion times and yet worldwide, everyone loved watching the Briscoes. And so it kind of felt like we, I don't know, we're better than everybody else in a little bit of a weird way because we had this thing in our backyard 
that was just part of being a wrestling fan, a local wrestling fan in this area, in the mid Atlantic, that it was so intrinsic to the nature of being a pro wrestling fan around here. And, and, you know, if you were from Cardiff or if you were from Sheboygan or wherever you were from, obviously you were able to watch the Briscoes and you probably saw them at some point, if you're a professional wrestling fan, but you certainly didn't get to see them like we did. And, and, and it's not just because, you know, that's where they're from. Like, you know, I, I don't know how much more of a connection someone in, you know, Iowa feels to, to John Moxley than the rest of the world does. Right. Because how often is John Moxley there? You know, like how, how much has he been able to perform there in the last 15 years? But yet as, as they got bigger, this didn't change. Like we still got them more than anybody else did. And I just think that it was a bit unique in the professional wrestling world because they never did end up with, you know, a WWE and AEW because they stayed with ring of honor and ring of honor stayed. So, you know, central or based to this area until recently that I don't know, we, it kind of felt like we had stolen something. Like we got this thing locally that was always a part of our identity our dna as professional wrestling fans that everyone on the planet loved and probably would have enjoyed having as part of their own identity and dna as professional wrestling fans i mean it, it's tough just to talk it, it's stunning is what it is like I, I still don't think i fully processed the fact that yeah, it's we'll crazy. Never be, and and again you know kind of part of the thing i did was just kind of run through you know, you, you, you say how much we're, you know, we, we kind of better than, or, and, and I know you, how you make it, but really what we are is we're lucky. Of we are so lucky. To be, and, and again, I, I just want to read off this list. And these were the people who, again, off the top of my head, I can remember Jay Briscoe facing live. Chris Hero, Claudio Casagnoli, Davey Richards, Eddie Edwards, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, Jay Lethal, Kevin Steen, Charlie Haas, Shelton Benjamin, Shinsuke Nakamura, Okada, The Young Bucks, PCO Brody King, Tamatanga, Tamaloga, Bandito, Flamita. It's not like, a bad list. It's not... I mean, how absurd is it that, I mean, shoot, if I had seen four guys off of that list against the Briscoes or against Jay Briscoe, I would yeah. have been lucky. But to see all of them is unbelievable the first time i ever saw them live it was uh it, it was the first match again it was the first match it was almost a nothing match at at uh, the hammerstein ballroom and it, it was just it was against um at, at names to add to those ruckus and jigsaw so again just kind of local east coast guys it wasn't a big match but it was a match they knew would be a perfect first match because everyone would just completely lose their minds that the briscoes were there and larry sweeney comes out rest in peace larry sweeney does this bit and does the office space bit briscoes i celebrate your whole catalog <laughs> and it was and it was just it was the funniest thing ever but it's impossible not to celebrate the briscoes no catalog there's no doubt man like you, you were you were going to be entertained every time you watch them and and you could never figure out like it it was half redneck with a little bit of hip hop culture in there you can, it wasn't like it was, I guess, you know, I, I'm guessing rednecks probably identified with it a good bit, but like, it wasn't just that. Um, it, it was just 
couple of dudes that like to fight really like that's what you were getting and you were they were gonna work and it was the magic of you know tag not to take anything away from what jay did solo i don't and i I don't want to come off that way it's just that's when i I, it's impossible for me as a wrestling fan to think about jay and just not think about the briscoes and i don't know man like it would it was it was the joy you you do you know you feel a little bit of um you know, you, you wish there could have been some matches that you could have seen. I, I'm, you know, thank God they got to do, you know, more with FTR and, and, and Jesus, like, that's, that's what we're going to have. Like, that's what, you know, for so many is going to be their, their final memories. And that's incredible. And it's very powerful, but, you know, you think about what, what maybe you could have had and obviously, you know, why the Briscoes maybe weren't going to be transcending. And that's, that's, that's in hindsight. It's, it's very unfortunate that it never worked out that they got to have some of those spots and some of those matches, um, you know, for, for, for more mainstream wrestling fans, cough, cough, Brandon, cough, cough. Um, but, but damn dude, like damn, damn. It was a joy to watch those guys perform like, damn, it was, it was just so much fun knowing that was going to be a part of a show that you were going to. And, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what else there is to say other than it, it just, it's retching. Like it, it's, it's, it's just sucks. It sucks so much. Um, and obviously the whole situation is, it's just horrendous. And, you know, you continue to think about his family, but like, dude i you know i i really can't i can't fathom being a professional wrestling fan in this area and they're not being a jay briscoe like i aaron to your point like for as long as i've known anything about professional wrestling outside of wwe right like from the time in my life because i you know I, i didn't grow up i didn't grow up going to indie wrestling one because it wasn't really an option for me growing up like you know even mcw didn't come along until I was a little bit older. Um, so I, I was never into indie wrestling in any way until I was an adult. By the time I really got into indie wrestling, like to your point, the Briscoes were part of it for me being from here. Like this is what I associate with my life in this area as a professional wrestling fan, man. It's, it's, it's purely unfathomable. So it's unfathomable. I, you know, I, I don't know where to go from here um, on, on this subject. It, it's 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 sad. It's it's unfathomably sad. It's unfathomably. It and one thing I do have to say. It shocks me that he's only thirty eight. I would have guessed, yeah, right. you know, just because he's been a part of our life for so long, a part of wrestling for so long. Yep. I, I mean, he was on the first Ring of Honor show. He was yep. the first match on the first Ring of Honor show, when, and he's when only thirty. Ring of Honor start. Oh. Three. So, so he was he was in his teens twenty years ago. Well, yeah, eighteen. Wow. Yeah. Like, and, and you know the funny thing is too is that you would say, "Wow, he's so much younger than I, you know, than I thought he was." Right. But then you you also think about like there was a reason why you felt that way. Like they kind of pulled off this almost grizzled like feel. Gr- grizzled young vets. <laughs> Yes, like they really kind of pulled that off pretty well. Um, man, I, I, I'm everything you're saying, and I look, I, you know, here's what I would say. I probably, I never had more than like a short conversation with Jay. Notoriously, 
didn't, those guys didn't like doing interviews. Um, everybody, you know, raves about how nice the guys, it's so funny. Cause I talked to everybody knows them and I would bring them up and I'd be like, I love that. The Briscoes on like, dude, they're the, they're the greatest guys. You love them. And I'm like, if you say so, I've never, <laughs> I, I've, I've never, you know, they, legitimately, they were probably like the two guys in Ring of Honor we never talked to. I, and 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 by the way, not because I didn't try. Like I sent emails, and we, and we did talk a few times. They just didn't like doing it. Like they didn't want to flat out. That was kind of part of their thing, is they didn't like doing interviews. They didn't want to. And and I think it's important. Like it's not like it was us. You know, like they they just didn't do them for the most part. Like they were not into doing interviews was not their thing they they like doing one thing they, they like wrestling <laughs> and i remember talking to like it's funny we talk about their family because I, I i god i wish i could remember who it was that told me that because i i remember telling somebody somebody else in ring of honor like hey i really like to talk to the briscoes and we were talking about their family being at all these shows and i'm like they said something like you ever think about the possibility that all of them could have arrived in like one pickup truck <laughs> like <laughs> They did. Single. They were arriving in the back of pickup trucks. <laughs> One freaking pickup truck and just pile everybody in and let's drive down to Baltimore for the day. Um, and, and I know you pointed out that like they were so beloved in Delaware that like they closed schools today. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, the, the other thing, there was a Ring of Honor show in Laurel that like I, I, would, I just kind of briefly looked at it and I saw ring of honor laurel delaware with the briscoes i was like oh, the only reason you do that is oh, because yeah. of the briscoes I, mean, I can't fathom there was a building there like i can't fathom. <laughs> like where would they have done it i mean there might be an elementary school they just set it up in the gym or something like that yeah of course you do that because they are inherently part of who you are um that I mean, they really are in this in in intertwined into the dna of ring of honor wrestling um and I think that's the, you know, and I, I got to run in a second, guys, and I apologize. Um, and, I, and I do, in a, in a small way, feel like that's the other emotion that a lot of pro wrestling fans are feeling today. That when I say it's, it is the death of Jay Briscoe and it's, it's unthinkable. And then you realize it's, that means it is the death of the Briscoe brothers. But then you, you go to the third place, which is for all intents and purposes, this is the death of Ring of Honor. Um, like that this, this was the one thing in the AEW version of Ring of Honor that you would still say it was Ring of Honor, right? Was they had the Briscoes, you know, like that, that was the one thing that still kind of felt like this is whatever they do, that's Ring of Honor. Like that's, it ain't anything else. Like it's Ring of Honor. And so if there's no Jay and then there's no Briscoes, then I think for a lot of pro wrestling fans, it also feels like that's the that's the end of any legitimate and not that there were many left. I mean, like for the most part, you know, we've joked about the WWE CW thing, but anything that felt like it was still at the core of Ring of Honor, um, I think a lot of pro wrestling fans over the last 24 hours have felt this is it like this. It's that's the like it, it's we're not mourning it like we mourn a human because mourning a young human and a father is far more important but i do feel like in the the range of emotions that pro wrestling fans have felt in the last day it's part of the conversation like there's not there's not an appropriate way to honor um you know jay Briz, you, you don't want 
you know, Tony Khan's company being the one to honor Jay Briscoe to try to do a tribute show or something like that. Cause you just don't feel like they can get it right. Um, or the, what it would be if it was just an, a ring of honor show. Um, you don't, it just sort of feels like this is it. Like with the last bastion, the last thing that, that kept the fire alive of, of, of what we did love um, in ring of honor, it, it feels like is now gone. And obviously that's, it pales in comparison to the death of a man. But I do think it's something that a lot of pro wrestling fans felt over the last day or two. I think you're, you know, once, we kind of get over the grief once we process this i think one thing that we're going to come back to is there may not have been a single wrestler more synonymous with the company he worked for you, you could throw out sting with wcw or, you know there, there are a few names in there but like he is in a very very short list mm-hmm. of wrestlers synonymous with their company and and yes because of that it is feeling like a company dying and, and we're, we're recording this on Wednesday night. Um, so I have, you know, we haven't had a chance to see what AEW might do. We haven't uh, had a chance to see what, uh, you know, they might do on SmackDown or anything, but I do, I do just want to say what, you know, just mentioning it on NXT last night and then having the wherewithal to, to change that new day segment from a, a funeral to, you know, just a normal mm-hmm. segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, was whoever made that call, Shawn Michaels, whoever was involved, just kudos to them uh, for that. So I, I just, I do need to point that out before. You know, I, I think that, you know, maybe we would say that's something that we think that company has done uh, much better in, in recent times where they acknowledge the professional wrestling world beyond their own. Um, Is this the first I think time a, they've mentioned someone who had zero to do with their company? Like in any way, I want to say they had a quick mention of or, or a company they bought or something. I, I want to say they had a quick mention of Hanukkah last year when she died. Um, but as I far feel, as I, as far as on like the was... spot like this, as far as breaking news, as far as not thinking about should we do this, should we not do this, right? Like th- this is the first time in this way. I feel like um, it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do by far. Um, I mean, so literally I everyone who works for them. You know what I mean? If they hadn't, I like, mean, they they did they did mention Don West a couple weeks ago. They oh, did. There you I, go. That's what I was trying that's, to think. That's of. right. I, I was that's absolutely right. trying to think. Of. They one thousand percent mentioned Don West, which again, I think three years it's, it's ago. All, it's all in a certain quadrant of time. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, boys, uh, I love you. I'm sorry to have to, to dip and run. And I was going to say no, but, you know, it, I, it, I'm glad you asked because, um, you know, it, it, Brandon, I'm not, I'm not trying to say you wouldn't be able to eloquently have a conversation about no, Jake I, Briscoe. No, I, well, I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> but we we joke about it. But Brandon was just not the, like, you know, indie. Like, we, we, we joke about it all the time. Brandon's a WWE fan, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's that's part of his character on the show. And um, truth be told, and, you know, I, 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 I give him credit, but I also have blame him for it because my life would probably be a lot better if I wasn't <laughs> so dragged down by it. But I may never have been this if not for my friendship with Aaron. Right. Like um, and, I, and I guarantee that AJ would tell you he probably wouldn't have been like yeah. Aaron was the one that like knew that we were WWE fans and said, hey, that, you know, there's other things out there like 
like, let me tell you about the things that I love. And to his credit was a compelling salesman and got us to, you know, go watch and got us to go, you know, out and, and spend these times in these podunk places that made no <laughs> sense. Um, but, you know, and to, and to great appreciation, because now we get to tell stories that, you know, like when I, it, it's really funny because I didn't realize the brand that had never heard that story a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, do we have so many, it, it's like that card from that um, was an Evolve show that we went to that with, with maybe 12 other people in Joppa that I pulled up when we were at a house show last year. Oh, it's year. WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, Brandon, look at this card. Like, look at this card. And I'm telling you, there was a tenth of a MCW crowd that was there for this event. Like, they couldn't even get MCW and look at it. And, you know, as a wrestling fan, I am grateful because Aaron did direct us um, down those roads and, and got AJ and I to, uh, to go check out other things. And, you know, it, it expanded my fandom and made me fall in love with so many other things and, and appreciate so many other aspects of wrestling. Not nearly, I, I'm certainly not at the level that Aaron is. I'll make that abundantly clear. I'm nowhere, <laughs> nowhere near there. Nobody could be. And it's probably healthier for everyone um, that you're not at that level. But um, I, I appreciate it because without that, you know, today I, I probably would be more in Brandon's shoes where I would just need to listen to everybody. I wouldn't have the same connection that a lot of people had. And I, I felt it. It was very real for me, man. Like it was such a cool part about being a wrestling fan in this area. So um, I did, I did want to come on and say something about it because it's, it's, it sucks today. It just, it really does suck. Um, and obviously, you know, you can, you just continue to think about uh, his family because my God, just a, you know, I'm, I'm here with my family. It's just horrifying to think about a, a family being in those situations. So, uh, boys, I, I love you. Um, have a have a perfectly mediocre show. Um, and- <laughs> I, 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 I'm sure we will. And and much like the times when I had to apologize for taking you away from your family to go do ridiculous things. Uh, tell them I'm sorry again for pulling you away for wrestling. <laughs> um, I love you, boys. I will. I'll see you guys next week. All right. Enjoy Disney. Thanks, bud. Yep. You. Well, you know, tough open to the show, obviously, and, and it's hard to move on from there. But you know, it, it's wrestling. There's a wrestling podcast. We have wrestling to talk about, and you know, so absolutely, let's, absolutely. Let's, let's talk about wrestling. There are a couple places we can start at. Uh, probably the the latest twist and turn in the Sammy saga is good as place as any. Yeah. So Friday, hell of a match. Love the finish. I thought that was the best usage of a disqualification finish I think I've seen in a while, where there was actually a reason to do that and a story beat there. Um, I don't know if I can think of. Of of what because I usually you know we go on here all the time we don't like disqualification finishes right like yeah I think no they're... but th- this was a this was a good DQ finish it made sense it was a storyline yes. reason it was I mean let's be honest ninety percent of DQ finishes are just to get the the non finish they're just right, an, right. To just do to a prevent someone from losing right or so you can do it again in two weeks or whatever this yeah. was a clear storyline finish and not just a clear story you know thing that progressed the storyline. It was a clear DQ storyline finish that makes it so the story can go in a couple of different ways, which, again, is rare. Because normally you can kind of figure out, okay, they're definitively going in this direction. And now I think there's two... I mean, obviously, it's to, it's to continue to 
you know, have a little bit of a wedge between Sammy and the rest of the bloodline. But now for the first time, I've been working under the assumption it's going to be the bloodline turning on Sammy. It's going to be the bloodline turning on Sammy. There's no doubt it's going to be the bloodline turning on Sammy. And after Friday night, I start to wonder, is yeah. it going to be Sammy seeing the light on his own and saying, I, I think that that is where it's headed. I think this is going to be more of, I mean, now a more, I'm going to compare it to something. However, this is obviously a thousand times more well thought out and well done than the thing I'm going to compare it to uh, because it was sort of a lazy way to try to get away from something else that was happening or organically. But it sort of reminds me of like Daniel Bryan and the Wyatt family kind of a thing where like he just broke out of it or whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, again, yeah, completely I, different I, I was, story. It was just yeah, a lazy I, I was say, thing. I don't, I don't know if I want it because the, the Wyatt family was just a. Well, the whole were trying, it was a yeah. lazy thing they threw together to try to get Daniel Bryan to stop getting cheered. <laughs> you yeah, know, I mean, let's much. be honest about what that was. But what they turned it into, I think, was unique in a in that you don't typically. I mean, and again, I don't know if they're trying to say he was pretending or whatever the hell they were trying to say, but it, it's not common. The point being, it's not common for WWE to do a storyline where a person turns face on a heel group or whatever. Usually it's the heel group beating up somebody to turn them face or whatever, right? Generally, yes, there are, especially when you go back to the horsemen and stuff. And uh, horsemen certainly had their their times where they beat up somebody, throw it out. But there were a few people who just kind of organically got it. I guess actually the, the, the big example as far as somebody who turned face uh, without getting, you know, the, the beat down would be Batista. That would kind of be the big, and it was sure. done in a, a little bit of a different way and they were needling, but he definitely saw the light without needing Triple H and Rick. You could also make the argument that he was just taking the title for, you know, like, like that makes it a little less admirable because he's going after the guy's title. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. If, if you're saying just like, I'm doing this because this is the right thing to do right. purely. Okay, yeah, if you want to say that, it, it is... Like, this has the opportunity to be something more pure than that. I mean, obviously, the guy has the championship, but you the way they're playing this is not that... Now, of course, they could they could screw up and make that the motivation, That, but I don't think they will. Um, they're, they're, ma they're making the motivation, like, more cerebral than that, you know? Like it, well, it's, it's about friendship. It's yes. about you know, it's about a guy a guy <laughs> realizing that yeah. my true friend is on the other side, and what is happening here is wrong, and I'm going to be on the right side of this. Well, he's trying to belong somewhere, and yes, he, these guys are making him feel like he belongs right now, but they're using him, and he's going to figure that out. Now, um, I do wonder what all this other gobbledygook is about. Not that it's bad. It's just there's a lot of other things going on with the other Bloodline members right now with, like, the Judgment Day and, you know, yeah. all this other stuff. I mean, it, 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 it by the way, was delightful. I don't want to say it, it wasn't in any way bad. It just... Look, I mean... The, it confuses as, me as, to the bigger picture, but it, 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 everything the way, they we, did was fantastic. Yeah, we, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad Glenn's not here so we can openly say how amazing the Dominic Solo stare down was. Wait, it hold was... on. Hold on. First of all, there, we, we have to break this down because there's a lot of, 
amazing things that happened in this segment. <laughs> First of all, what did Finn Balor call him? Prison Dom or convict yeah. Dom or yeah. ex-con, ex-con Dom? Ex-con Don, I think it was. So <laughs> and good. Someone else has called him Prison Dom. I think Corey Graves has called him Yeah, prison well, because he was, he was comparing him to Prison Mike from The Office. Right. Yeah. Every, I love everything about that. I love everything about Dom telling the Usos that they couldn't last a night in jail. Yeah. <laughs> if you it's... haven't been paying attention, the Usos have been to jail many times. <laughs> Each member. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Anyway. I mean, I'm just I'm just waiting. I mean, it has to come next. It's only a week feud, so they might not do this. But like a welcome to Dom's penitentiary. <laughs> oh, he's got to do it. Well, Listen, got to do it. If Glenn, if Glenn is not on board with ex con Dom, and by the way, how right was I about the my uh, when I when I was telling you or I was telling you guys two weeks ago that I figured out sort of what this is like. Dom's not the only one in on the joke here, like. Look at what they're doing with Finn Balor. Did you see what he was wearing? Like, yeah. there is something. I don't know how they figured this out, but this is working. Like, it's, it's who, not who just By the way, I tell you four months ago that the X Factor, the missing piece, the thing that makes the Judgment Day worth watching is Dominic Mysterio, and he ties everything together. He's the rug that pulls everything <laughs> together. Is Dominic? Well, you Mysterio. know what part of that is too. Is par- part of part of that is the device by which they got Dom in the group was making Rhea the alpha of the group, and yes. that is the real thing that turned it around. I think um, because you're gonna get you know foreshadowing for for what I think it's gonna happen at the next pay per view, but you're gonna get someone who's a main event player in this group pretty soon. Um, You know, I think we've all been saying like Rhea Ripley is most likely your, your WrestleMania opponent for Bianca. And that probably means she's winning the Royal rumble. And so if you're doing that, you know, this group, you got to keep them strong. And I think they've, they've done a good job of stopping unless I'm forgetting something of stopping the bleeding with them losing matches in, in that they're booking them in a way where Dom is getting these cheap shit pins, right? (laughs) He does nothing the entire match. (laughs) I mean, the way they booked that match um, on Monday was perfect. Fantastic. Perfect. He literally, like Damian priest literally did everything and he sneaks in and gets the cheap pin. I wasn't so sure if they pulled off the blind tag. I feel like he wasn't there, but whatever. I mean, that that who when that ever mattered. Like who, that, that's... who cares? But it it just caught me off guard because I was like, wait, he didn't tag, you know. But whatever, who cares? You know, it's almost better if 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 he didn't. But um, but yeah. but, but back to the bloodline now. Yes. It, it, there is a lot of like, where is Adam Pierce with all of this? Where? Well, you hold know... on, real quick. What did, did you take before we leave Judgment Day? Did you take anything from the solo Rhea thing? Um, that was kind of. I I think different. it was it was 
it was more about, as you were saying, making Rhea the alpha. Oh, right. And Dom. Her look as right, good right, right. as possible. As much as they, I mean, and it was just, it was a cool image. Like, it, let's be no, honest. No, like, it was I don't cool. think that had anything to do with Solo, though. I think you that think was, it was just. It was more about piling the, yeah, it, it, the it, yellow it, stripe on Dom still. Yeah, like, a, doing that and just making Rhea look more and more like a badass. Yeah. Yeah. It was, so. it was fantastic. Um, the, so back to the judgment day, you were saying, or I'm sorry, back to the blood, the bloodline, you like, saying. you know, they, as you said, they are involved in so many different pieces. One of them is Adam Pierce. Is this going to be more, he gets involved with it, whether it's at the rumble, right after the rumble, whatever it is. Like, I have a feeling that this is leading to however they spl- are splitting the titles. I don't think I like it, but I. It, it, it does feel more and more that way, but I, I agree with you. I don't know that there is a clean way to do it. Like, there's only clean... one way you can do it, right? And and it, by the way, let me just preface this with saying, I don't think any of this is a good idea. I think they should. It, they made their bed. Now they've just got to. Someone's got to beat Roman Reigns, and that's just the next step that should happen. But if they are now obsessed with getting two belts on WrestleMania, the only way you can do that really is well there's two ways and they both suck one of them's a little less suck the suckiest way is that you have him strip roman of one of the belts of what for whatever reason right that's sucky that sucks the little bit less sucky but still sucks way is that basically you tell him he has to defend it in the royal rumble um or 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 something Less sucky, and I, I agree with you. A little less sucky, but or still, elimination like, chamber. Why, or one of why the... would only one belt be on the line? Like you got to explain that. I mean, I'm coming around to the idea that I hate the idea of Roman defending it on both nights of WrestleMania, but especially if you play up properly the Cody thing, where Cody is going after the WWE title. That you know, it goes back to what we said back in May, back in June, when we thought he might be winning Money in the Bank. And we were saying that's how you take off one one title from him is that Cody wants the WWE title. That's the title he promised, you know, he'd that's bring the home one that you Dusty. can trace back to the wing. Yeah, that, that's right. that, you know, like Dusty wasn't alive when the universal title was a thing. He w- doesn't care about the WWE universal unified whatever championship. He cares about the WWE title. And if you have him win the Rumble and say, I want the WWE title, it sucks. I don't like it, but of all of the bad scenarios that we can possibly play out, it's probably the cleanest. Yeah, I mean, like, and and the rumors that there's going to be a new separate belt or whatever, and the, and they were just going to sort of turn this whatever Roman Reigns has into one belt or whatever the situation was. I mean, there's one other way that would play out. Like, if they really are doing that, right? If you're crowning a title from nothing you could make the Royal Rumble for that title, then then, then I think that changes everything. You have Seth well, Rollins that, win that. The problem then, is yeah. you're, you're, you really want to get rid of the Royal Rumble as that device, as the, the winner goes on to WrestleMania, to main event WrestleMania? I mean, you go to main event WrestleMania and you're the champion. I, 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 I mean, it's like the same that. thing. I don't like it, it either, but I, I'm just trying to make up, like, what is the scenario? No, I, I think I think it's a rational thing to bring up, but you say that and it makes me cringe because the yeah. Royal Rumble is supposed to be the Royal Rumble. It's why I hate, you know, remember when Listen. Cena won the Royal Rumble and then was like, I hate, I think it was Randy Orton so much that I want my title shot at No Way Out. Yeah, that or, sucked. Like, 
the Royal Rumble is the <laughs> that, most that, that pure, was absurd. The most, yeah, yeah the, like the most pure, the most wonderful thing in wrestling. We know what it is. We know why it's important. We know it's going. You know, even when it's bad, it's it's like bad pizza. You know, last year's Royal Rumble sucked, but like it, it gave us that thing that that good feelings about yeah. it even though it, it was really terrible it was bad pizza but you know what it was it was still pizza and i think that if you the one time where that ever ever made sense was when triple h won that title at the royal rumble with, with roman reigns because of specifically he's in charge he's making the rules he's doing that that was the one time where it even felt okay and even then uh we were a little bit cr- you know cringy about it but I but it made storyline sense. It made storyline sense, and we knew what we were getting. Coming if you're out feuding of it. with the authority figure, then they yes. can make you do whatever. Exactly. Like, that was the one thing to get rid of the Royal Rumble to crown a new champion, and then have new, you know, finding new number one contenders and everything else. That's not good. That well, and I think what Glenn would say if he was here is you can't do that with Adam Pierce because Adam Pierce is a nothing. There's no there there. <laughs> right like when it was triple h he was a real character that could wrestle and was like actually feuding and had a point like he had a he he was clearly a heel you know what i mean like adam pierce is just some guy right. that's there sometimes and like weeks will go by where he's not there at all or, or doesn't do anything and right so it's, he's it's, actually exactly what we've asked for for years from an authority figure a guy who exists as an authority figure not really either heel or face, but just there to make matches to help the the storylines progress. He's actually exactly right. what we've been begging for for years about it. I you feel know, like we, it, it's almost always like a, a grass is always greener scenario with these things, yeah. right? Like we didn't like when John Cena was beating everybody every week, but now the show feels lesser than without John Cena on it. Um, we didn't like whenever you know the authority would come out and talk for 25 minutes at the beginning of the show in the middle of the show and do things at the end of the show but then the the show almost feels a little rudderless without that consistent not that flavor of it but without that consistent structure you know what i mean where you have someone because like here's what they're doing now they have some guy back there that like they use when they want to but then they also have wrestlers come out and just do stuff you know what right. I mean? <laughs> and oh, oh, say by, that they're making the way, matches can, and like just, just because I have to bring it up again, just because you know it's a running theme throughout January every time on this. I thought it was hilarious the number of people just declaring themselves for the rumble. Right. And then and he's like, ah, you can't just declare yourself for the rumble, Akira Tozawa. You have to prove yourself. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> these <laughs> other these other ten people just did. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I gotta point that. That's definitely. No, wait, wait, wait. There's, you gotta take it a step further. They actually had a match on SmackDown that was um, that it was, it was Santos Escobar and Kofi Kingston that they characterized as like, well, now Santos Escobar is going to the Royal Rumble after he won, and Kofi Kingston's in it too. <laughs> Oh, well, Kofi Kingston was the first one to declare himself. But you know so, what I mean? But then when they wrestled, yeah, 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 but, the, yeah. but didn't Santos Escobar come out and be like, well, I'm going to win and you have to wrestle me. And then right, I, like, like, I feel like the announcers might have screwed up or something because they kind of said like, oh, yeah, this is like the winner gets to go in the Royal Rumble. And then like a week later, they're like they were both in it. In it. And I'm right, like, oh, exactly. Okay. I mean, it's it just, you know, it's it's the ridiculousness of Rumble season. It's something we love about Rumble season. But um, kind of just going back. You're right. It would be. 
I'm not going to say tough because that you are setting up this feud, you know, to to for lack of a better term, between the bloodline and Adam Pierce. Adam, you know, he's definitely getting annoyed by the bloodline. They're definitely setting up for some big moment, whatever that big moment happens to be. And maybe that big moment ends up being well, you have to defend both of your titles on each night of WrestleMania. Maybe that's the moment they're building to. But so they're building towards something. But yes, it does feel a little extreme at this point to say. And actually, no, you know what? As much as we're talking about this, there's one week before the Rumble. You can't change the Rumble with one week before the oh, Rumble. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, there is something. Okay, so let's talk about something else relevant that we can make. We need to make sure we do not skip over. So next week is Raw 30, right? They're yes. teasing this like bloodline thing with every generation of the bloodline. Yes. So like to me, they know they have the rock now. And, yes. this, and this is I I think this is how this plays out, because I don't think I mean, obviously, there's always a chance he's on there or on the video board or whatever. I think this plays out that Roman calls him out for not being there. I'm I'm right with you. I think that's the thing is every member of the bloodline respected me except for the rock. And then he says something and then that the rock shows up at Royal Rumble after after the That's match my big Rumble. question. I don't know that he should like or he whatever. He pops up thing, on the video board or something happens. I, I I think it might have to be a little bit. I like No. If, I don't think rock, I don't think it the works. Rock, if the rock isn't going to win the Rumble, I don't know that I want him part of the Rumble. Part Not of the Rumble part... show. No, 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 no. Part of the Rumble show. Why? I don't want him to be a... because you think you it want... overshadows the guy it, who it, wins yeah, or whatever. You, like, let's assume this is heading towards the two night defending against Cody one night, defending against uh, Rock the next night. Let Cody me... is Cody is going to be one hundred percent overshadowed for the next two months because the other side of this is the Rock. I think you need to give Cody that. You know, you need to give Cody that night. You need to give Cody that moment. Or does, I would get, even... or does he get the rub from it? No, no, I think he gets overshadowed. I think it becomes all about the rock. The but, second the rock shows up, it becomes all about the rock. I mean, I would. Th- there's no moment where like Cody could win, the bloodline beats him down, and the rock comes out to help. At the rumble, no, can't happen. No, that 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 becomes all about the rock. And, and the only reason I say that, where here, here's here's my issue: the rumble is your biggest time to do this kind of thing look at the history of when they brought these figures out in the past year or three lesnar end of SummerSlam, john cena end of money in the bank right like that's when you do that because that's when the most you're getting the most bang for your buck media wise you're going to get a lead in Mm -hmm. to to raw and so i feel like you kind of have to do it I mean, then, I then you know point. what? Th- then you know what? I have the rock win the rumble. I just have the rock win the rumble. If you're going to do that, but and you you're don't going need to... the rock to win the rumble. He can no, but you don't need. Like I don't. If again, it kind of goes back. You to go what back I said. to the Remember? Ronda thing, like her. Yeah, what, what I said of... last year exactly. It's like if Ronda's going to be the story, anyways, then why even pretend to give the rub to somebody else because the rub is just going to the rock anyways. Cody is not getting. I. I completely disagree what if the, the rock idea. comes out before the rumble like what if they do it, it depends it depends exactly do, how you do it if they do the title match before the so, rumble, so so that starts the or either starts the night or is the first like let, let's say they bookend it one rumble yeah. starting one rumble ending 
It's the second match of the night. Let's even just, even if it's that. like right before the rumble. No, I again I think if it's right before you you the buzz about the rocket. I, I, I guess think you, you could do the women's. You could do Bianca right before the rumble. So right. You, you, have... you, you kind of you space it out. It, it depends how you do it, but it would have to be a very quiet thing. Well, not quiet thing, but it's like you can't, and, and the, the the thing that's difficult is like let's say that you kicked off the night with that then you bury the women's rumble because the first the first third of the women's rumble all anyone would be talking about the rock right let's be honest here we don't know if we have 30 women to do the rumble don't forget about what we do now they they have 30 now they Mm. they have way more than they had last year (laughs) they had like six last year they had more than six I mean, six is an exaggeration, but think how many people they brought back. I mean, they brought back like seven women in the past. It was it was more. Well, that's true. But like, I'm curious to see what the women's rumble looks like. They're still going to stun book it like the Bellas will be there. Listen, yes, I don't care what anybody. I think Glenn was on his uh, soapbox about this. I still want them to stun book the rumbles. I don't care sure. what anyone says. No, That's I, I don't part mind, of what makes it exciting. Now, I don't. I don't mind be, five. Should it be twenty like, of the people? Right. No. Like, no. That's the thing. Last last year was ridiculous. I <laughs> I don't even care if it's a third of the people. Like I I I get it. I get why people don't like it. But I want to see these people. Like, let's be honest. We all know Zia Lee's not winning the Rumble. You know what I mean? No offense to Zia Lee. No offense to random NXT person. Like we know they're not winning, so who cares if we don't know if we know that Lita's not winning, or if we know that Trish Stratus isn't winning, or Nikki Bella, or any of these people? It's more exciting to see a big name than to see someone else we know isn't winning that isn't a big name. Um, that's that's how I choose to look at it. Now, do I want to see some of these young and up and coming people in it too? Yes, I think you could do a nice mix, but I think you know. How exciting is a rumble if ten of the people are from NXT and two of them are are serious competitors? Right. You know what I mean. But last year, I, I just counted fourteen were not current, uh, currently contracted to WWE in any way. But you're not counting it, like Ronda in that. No, no, no. I'm not counting Ronda. Okay. Because at I'm the saying, time she wasn't, but then she's been yeah, on TV. I, I'm ever counting. Since. I'm counting fourteen either listed as free agents, Hall of Famers, or in Mickey James' case, an Impact wrestler. Yeah. And by the way, I I don't want to overstate this, but like the potential for that is at an all time high right now for any random entrance of. Oh, yeah. Oh, like if if we want to start talking about if if I don't see both Chelsea Green and Zack Ryder or Matt uh, Cardona or however he wants to label himself in the Rumble, I'd be surprised. Well, if you, you know, according to Sean Ross Sapp, Chelsea Green is signed. Right, which is why I think I think you're going to see a Ryder Cardona yeah, uh, now, appearance as well. Yes, and and to me that's silly if they're right, exactly it's silly if you don't do that. Um, now whether he's going to sign again, right? No, like, no, no, I I just mean as an appearance. Sure, he's not sure. he's not really doing anything right now anywhere. Like this would be a good time for that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's something else that we didn't talk about 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 specifically the bloodline and the title situation. I think we kind of covered it. Like there's something that's going to hint at the rock on Monday. 100%. I, um, Oh, uh, here's here. This, do you think they're going to have them drop uh, the Usos drop the titles to either one of these scenarios, SmackDown or raw? Or do you think this is just like Glenn and I talked last week about how I think this is just them 
giving title matches to Raw and SmackDown to sort of keep the bloodline on the shows and yes, and make you think that they're going to lose one of them. And that's like at first I thought it was kind of like, oh, this is kind of weird and maybe a little embarrassing that they're saying this is just for the Raw, the Raw titles. But if they say that, it makes you think they could lose too, right? Like they're not going to lose, I don't think. But it gives you pause when they do something different. Like when they say this is for the Raw titles, you're like, oh, oh, wait, are they going to lose? It, it makes you overthink it, right? Um, just because I, when, when they're for both, they're not going to lose. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? They're not losing both belts to the Judgment Day. Like that's not happening. But could mm-hmm. could could you paint a scenario where they're losing the Raw titles to the Judgment Day? Considering the position of the Judgment Day right now? I mean, it's I, most certainly I would, an I would act say, you'd put the titles on, right? Yeah, I, I would say no simply because I still think, like, if, if we're going that Sammy and Kevin route, they should be the first ones to beat them. And, and whether well, it's for, I'm speaking well, strictly from a, like, oh, it, my if, uncle if, who's turning on the TV oh, sure. on Monday it, definitely who watches way more Raw. Like, I, I think the more interesting question. So we know they're having a SmackDown tag team tournament, right? We do not know how long this is lasting, and we don't know most of the entrants. Right? No, could Kevin Owens enter solo by himself? Or not? Not then... even then. Like, so we only have this one first round match on SmackDown, right? The the yeah. the Banger Bros. I still can't believe they insist on calling them that. I think but... it's kind of awesome, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, aw- awesome in in the it makes me feel like a teenager again way. <laughs> sure, <laughs> uh, against the Viking Raider. Like, we only know that one match, and we don't know anything else about this tournament right i think so i mean i'm trying to see if there's anything that's been posted because you know they like to start posting matches and stuff if this is an eight team tournament and we have one match next week and we have one or two matches in the smackdown leading up to the rumble um could sammy and kevin owens you know reunite you know either at the rumble or the week after and be kind of the last spot in the tournament if this is going to drag out Here's the problem. I contend if you're doing Sammy and, and Kevin, it can't be for just the SmackDown titles. Like you can't do that. That's that has, I think I think if you're doing now again, if they lose the raw titles, then I guess you have to do that. Because yeah, they don't I, have the raw titles anymore. But but if if you're doing that, I just you you don't have the it, Usos lose before I, that. I, so so this is what I said to Glenn last week. The Usos are the tag team Roman Reigns at this point. Like, you can't do that. And so, to me, last week, you know, and I agree, I I, I continue to feel this way this week after, even after the segments we've seen or or, or, learning that the SmackDown tournament, because we didn't know about that last week. I still feel like this is just a way to do more TV, right? To do title matches on TV. Um. And to give and to give us more bloodline with purpose and not just the bloodline coming and beating everybody up every week because we all know that's going to get old. Um, so I, I think that's all that is. But you know, so I it, love... it, it's it's in a way that makes you wonder a little bit. But I'm with you. This is that the Usos are the extension of Roman Reigns, and the bloodline has to be on every yeah. program because they're the one thing that matters. And this is how you do it. Which exactly. again, they're, they're and they're doing it in a way that makes you at least think. You know, shoot, when's the last time we even said, "Oh, the Usos might lose this match"? I get the Street Profits were were the, kind of the last time that we did that, and that was 
six months ago. Yeah. Speaking of them, uh, that match was crazy, right? The Street Profits and Shelton and Cedric. I mean, I, those guys were laying it in. <laughs> I mean, no one's surprised there where they just, you know, you let those guys actually have a match and those guys are awesome. Man, like just, you know, if if you weren't paying attention to that match or, or whatever, just watch the first like 90 seconds. Like there's like nine things happen and you're like, holy shit, like these guys. Anyway, um, I guess just to mention briefly, since we mentioned Shelton, said, I, well, we got the I, this business. isn't briefly. This is the uh, this is the other <laughs> big question: is what is going on here? Hurt business plus Omos. That's what I can't figure out. But why? Th- why are well, we doing I, that? Well, the why I thought the why was fairly clear before last week. I thought this, and quite frankly, I, I thought they had kind of pushed Omos to the side a little bit, and I thought the answer was. They want to turn Lashley heel. They want to reform the Hurt Business so Brock Lesnar can come back as a face and you do face uh, Lesnar versus heel Lashley and the Hurt Business gives a little extra juice to it. And I was like, you know, whether or not we agree that Lashley should turn heel or not, the idea there is sound. You know, well, the, the idea weird re- thing is he turned heel before and they just turned him face again. Right. Like, I, he, but yeah, just to kind of he was going... heel when he fought him last time. Yeah, exactly. Well, for the for the match, and then as you said, he kind of they ignored exactly what. And then they he pretended did. that never happened and turned right. his face again. Yeah, was super. I mean, I guess he's not. I guess they didn't. He's like, more. He's more face. He's like, more he's, face than heel, but he's kind of just. I mean, he was also beating up Mustafa Ali, right? Like you know. Yeah, what I mean? but I mean that that was kind of you could write it off as frustration. You could write it sure. off at all those things. But right. The idea we, that we MV- to, well, we talked about it. That whole thing where he accidentally hit the ref and all that. Right. That was not a heel thing. Like the right. heel would have just threw the ref in the crowd or whatever. You know. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. They they've been balancing that line, and it seemed like okay, we have this path. He's going heel. This is how we're doing it. And again, whether or not we agree with it, because, you know, he's been a great face, logical, all logical, all works for the most part. And I just don't quite, I can't quite put my finger exactly what they're doing. Because as you said, this is Raw 30 coming out on Monday. They want to have a big moment. That big moment, hypothetically, could have been Lesnar cost Lashley the U.S. title. But that doesn't really fit if you're going Lashley heel Lesnar face, you know, because then anything Lashley does after that is fairly justified. Yeah, and Lesnar was kind of like an a-hole face, right, in that program. Like, he had no reason to pick Sure, up. no, no, well, no. I no, guess but... they, 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 he, they, he had a reason. He was going back to, but it yeah. was an old reason. It was but like... it was, but honestly, that match they were going into it, there almost wasn't a face and heel. It wasn't until the match started that, Lashley really started acting like the heel. That was just more face face. And I mean, you still can do face face or tweener tweener or just two big guys beating each other up and and all that stuff. But it makes it a little trickier to do it, like to figure out exactly where. Again, I thought I saw the blueprint. I thought I saw the road. And now I have no idea exactly because I still, I do think that's where we are going. We are going with Lashley, Lesnar, WrestleMania getting there whether it's Lesnar throws out Lashley at the Rumble, whether it's he gets involved at But I'm confused about if you're doing that, why do you have all these other people involved? Like, it almost... Like, if I didn't know any better, I'd almost think that there was going to be some kind of temporary program with them in the bloodline or something. Like, 
it was really bizarre how they just like all of a sudden needed these four guys to be together. Like, you know, is there is there going to be some other like? Well, it worked again. It works. Do they want him to work with Drew or something? You know what I mean? Like, do they want him to work with? Maybe. um, I mean, again, uh, Imperium or something. I don't know. From from a strict thing, it works if you want to say definitively heal because Lashley going around and and drawing people around. Heal is fine, but I mean, but but for why? Like, and and I don't understand the Lesnar thing with the other the other people is tripping me up here. Like, I understand your point of wanting that match because of course like you've told a story and you've left it open so like you fully expect that to happen again at some point i don't i'm confused about what's the point of all these other people is brock lesnar supposed to beat five people is that the point of it like i'm that, that i'm sure that's going you know how how do you stretch that out to mania is that he but like throws the story around... that they've told is that brock lesnar got a quote-unquote cheap win and typically yep. in wrestling trope, you know, that that, that means Lashley's going to come back and get a real win, right? Like, or... Not always. Sometimes you get the cheap win into the real win as well. Like, that does happen as well. Yeah. Um, so so I, I, I'm but, not... But typically it's not the face getting the cheap win. Well, right? that's that's the that's the confusing part about all this. And, and again, that might be the answer, is that just having Lesnar come out, just having saying, hey... I beat you cheaply, so I'm the face and you're the heel. And, you know, when you have every reason to be frustrated, that doesn't make any sense. Lashley, this big guy we love to see throw people around, suddenly, instead of just throwing people around, has a group, you know, four-on-one beating down people, you know, help solidify that heel turn if they thought it might be a little bit tricky on the heel turn. That would be my guess, is that it's as simple as that, is that Lashley, tricky to go heel on his own. Because we like, you know, for the same reason that sometimes it's tricky to have because he's a Lesner. badass and he's just beating people. Yeah, right. like Lesnar was a heel because as much as he threw people around, he would have Paul Heyman be a wormy guy before that. He would do everything he could to avoid throwing people around, and then we would cheer him once he starts throwing people around. But he was a heel because Paul Heyman would get him out of these situations. Same thing here, Lashley. You have to throw people around. Well, we, we kind of like that. You have a four-on-one beatdown. Yeah, we don't like that quite as much. Okay, I I buy that. I think I buy that. Um, but why is Omos there? Is the question. Why did they bring Omos again? All clear before Monday. Now far far less clear. I feel like we should always be asking why is Omos. <laughs> you know, no offense to Omos. I just it just it's really hard to realistically tell a story with a person that looks like they could kill everyone on the roster. Like it's just a very difficult task, right? It's like, you've got someone, I mean, and and, and we're in the era of 2023. We're like, the guys aren't on average, very big compared to, you know, back when we wanted to see Andre, the giant and huge guys, right? Like, sure. And so it's really weird to see him wrestle, you know, Elias, who isn't a little guy, by the way. I yeah. mean, he's well, not by, that little by the guy. Way, I, I just want to say, as much as, as you're saying, you know, why I enjoyed that match. I thought that it was, was a great match. one of the I, I thought that was one of the best uses of Omos that we've seen so, since he's been on the main roster. I think we need to say something because we've obviously been very vocal about Raw when it's not good. 
this was a really good episode of Raw for a, uh, for a multitude of reasons. Now, it was not good for the reason that Glenn will continuously uh, tell us that it's never going to be good until the there's title. a championship, whatever. We get it, right? This did a lot. This episode of Raw did a lot of things. And, and I think you pointing out a good squash match is a good point because I don't think they've been good at this. And that Bronson Reed squash match is like one of the best squash matches I've ever seen. Well, I'm just, I'm just glad that, that was Bronson, an incredible squash match. I'm just glad that Bronson Reed was there because I was starting to wonder. I mean, he returned on what December twentieth, something like that. Well, he was there last week. It was just in a backstage where he said right. that he wasn't the Miz's friend or whatever. Yeah, like, like it was just kind of weird that he you know, came out in such an impactful way and then didn't wrestle again until... I mean, they did the same thing with Gargano, right? Like, they came out and then... I I didn't think that was good either. Didn't do anything for three... No, I'm just saying, it's a weird pattern where it doesn't seem like they rush into having these guys wrestle every week, which I, I don't understand it. But, I mean, I feel like that match on Raw did more than any match he had on NXT for that character. Like... I mean, well... It, That's what that how, character should be. But it, it's clear how much he gained in Japan. Like the him getting oh, released sure. and and going to Japan and and gaining a little bit in the style, learning how to wrestle, not just as a monster, but like a, a Jeff Cobb type. It yeah, does so much for him. Uh, yeah. I mean that of all the guys who got released in Quebec, the one who gained the most from it was was Bronson Reed, and uh, you can see he's going to be awesome. I'm excited to see it. And again, why I was a little concerned that he came back and then didn't wrestle for a bit because I wanted to see him in that ring. All right. Uh, let's see. What else on WWE? One more thing on WWE. Let's uh, – this whole Bailey thing, is it working – working for – not Bailey. Excuse me. Alexa Bliss thing. Working for you, not working for you. Uh, how are you feeling about it right now? Um. I guess I feel the same way I feel about all the Uncle Howdy stuff. It's like – I'm willing to listen, but I don't know if I'm confident that I'm going to be satisfied. You know, in a month, are we going to talk about what was that like we did last time? You know what I mean? And I know that we should have a, a slight, maybe not slight, that's not fair. We should have a little bit more of a faith currently in what in this regime to do a better job of not not just like deciding to throw it away tomorrow because there's they're bored or whatever which is i think is what happened last time i i don't really know but i'm assuming based on the track record of the previous regime is like at some point they just get bored with something and vince just says i'm bored with this just don't do it anymore and then you don't know what the hell happened right with Mm. all of that stuff leading up to WrestleMania, which like, I think, I think, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I think, I don't think it was, I think at the end of the day, it was universally panned, but I think leading into it, I think some people were kind of into wondering what was going to happen. What I think there was, I think it was controversial among the fan base. I think there was a lot of people that hated it all. 
I think there were a lot of people who were intrigued by it. I, I, I would say that it, it support waned throughout the program. I think it's fair to say. But like at WrestleMania, I feel like other than the fact that the Fiend just lost his match, I feel like people were like, okay, let's tune into Raw to see what this was all about. Uh, and the answer know. was I nothing. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. If I, I kind of feel like by that point, it was more... Wait, I think if he hadn't just, I, I think if he hadn't been pinned immediately, um, yeah, well, yeah, that might not have been with... the case. I think people were intrigued by the Alexa thing, and th- yes, people I, I who were into it weren't out yet. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, okay, that that's fair. You're right. Go like because the people who didn't like it didn't like it at all ever. You know, like yeah, they hated I, I, it the I whole would, time. I I would say you know that this kind of started over the summer. And then yeah. kind of progress, yes. and and it, there were definitely getting into mania less supporters than there were back in the summer of it. Um, but yes, there were still some supporters. And then as soon as the mania match ended, I think there was just I think everyone realized what happened there, and it was just a big dud. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I think the big problem with this though is like there's a couple problems. Well, the the, the but the big overarching problem is. You're doing a same what is going on storyline twice. Like you didn't establish the Bray Wyatt part before you moved on to the Alexa Bliss part. So I will you're... only counter with this. If it's more about the other character, then it's actually better that you're doing that because so what's what's the end game for it being Uncle Howdy as well? The that's main that's character? the question, right? And 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 if 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 this is the character. So if you, let's just take away what it is for a minute and just talk about it at the base level. If you've got a character you're trying to establish that's going to be the focal point of a portion of your show or of a storyline or whatever, it's actually interesting to me. And that, now again, we're going to get into the details of why it's problematic, but it, just at the baseline, if you tell me you have a basically a MCU character that you have in two different sh- on two different shows and two completely different but related types of things but what you know but you're interacting with one character over here and you're interacting with one character over here and you're assuming there's a through line but you're not sure what it is quite like i like that concept now in execution it's very difficult and a it's it's very difficult and i think when you're throwing into it, in addition to what is this character who's appearing on both of the shows, you're asking what is this character who's uh, on SmackDown right now? Like we still don't know what this Bray Wyatt character is right now, and, and they're not they're intentional. Right, we don't know I, who. Right, and so that's part of the issue. Is like I think Alexa like, Bliss hey, is much more well defined. Sure, now than Bray I, Wyatt. 100% more well-defined and, you know, I, I can have quibbles on, like, whether or not you should have just gone right back to that, but fine, whatever. Like, this isn't, um, you, you use the MCU's, you know, storyline. This isn't Kang showing up in Ant-Man and showing up in Loki, where we have these, you know, well, fairly well-developed characters and we're seeing how he plays off of them. This is... It would be like doing. This is uh, Kang showing up in Moon Knight, and you don't. Yeah, who, exactly, who exactly. Moon Knight is yet. Yeah, but, yeah. But... Like in in the middle of the show where he's like the big story is what is going on with Moon Knight. If Kang had just showed up and started interacting with him, and we're still wondering what Moon Knight is, we would have been like, my head. Yeah, like if he right showed now. up in episode, you know, eight Three. or whatever of Moon yeah. Knight, it would be fine. But, but yeah, if he showed up in episode four before right. you figured out what's going on, you'd be like, what? 
I mean, the only thing I will say is that if you take a step back, like we don't know what exactly Bray Wyatt is right now, but we know what he is universally, right? Like, Uh, I don't know if we know that. Hold on, hold on. What I'm saying is they're telling you that everything else he's done so far is canon. And that makes this interesting, right? It's like... Sure, it makes that individually interesting if we're just trying to figure out Bray Wyatt. But the fact that we're supposed trying to figure out Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy and how these two are interacting and everything involved with it and what this match is at the Royal Rumble. like (laughs) Well, that... Yeah, yeah. Well, Well, I mean... You're, you're basically, you need something to ground it. You need something to be able to hang on to and be like, oh, Bray Wyatt is this character. How does he interact with this mystery? Well, you I can't have one mystery interacting with another mystery. The only way that that's okay is if the two mysteries resolve each other. Like, like, like if, if you need to know, if, 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 if you can't know what's going on with Bray Wyatt until they reveal what's going on with uncle howdy that's that's the only way it's ex- acceptable sure. because you would you basically you'd be ruining 100% whatever the reveal is by by defining the character but i will say this the bigger problem is not that it's the fact that this is so slow well that yes and that's what i was going to say if you're going to do that you have to have a huge shoe drop on the rubble we have to figure out what bray wyatt it is we have to figure out what Uncle Howdy is, and we have to have an inkling in, of an idea of how that relates to Alexa Bliss. Like, we have to have all three I of think, those things happen at the Rumble. I think because of how slow this is going, I don't think they got credit for the shoes they have dropped. Like, I think that the 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 moment of him showing up and attacking Bray Wyatt was actually what should be happening. Like that, sure. That but I, I would have liked to have some idea of Bray Wyatt, some at least have an idea of a, like even if I'm wrong in my assumption of what Bray Wyatt is. The problem was leading up to that, I still Bray Wyatt was still up in the air on what he was. You you're changing his story a little bit every time he comes out. We don't know. Have well, a full but that's but him. again, that's part of this, right? Is but that... that's a pro. If you're going to do a big moment like that, I would like to have it at least. But the, changing of the story, it, but the changing of the story is the point of what the other character is saying. But but this is the Bray other character Wyatt, saying that Bray Wyatt is, is lying and that he's putting on a false narrative. And like if it, you have someone doing that, they would say they would say something contradictory the next week, or they would they would be hiding behind some kind of false pretense, right? I, I'd rather do it as if Bray Wyatt is saying the same thing every week and Uncle Howdy is the one pointing out he's lying, he's lying, he's lying. And then that, you know, you have that moment so you at least have an idea of what they're presenting. I mean, they kind of did do that, They right? didn't. He would No, he was changing his... his they uh, just did the first... change. They just no, no, did no, no, the no, change no, no. He said, leading, I'm not gonna... Up, now, leading up to it, they, he was... He had done like three different things. Well, three there was at weeks. least three promos where he said almost the exact same thing yeah right when he start basically before uncle howdy became a real character when it was just that it was that well but that was only three weeks ago that he came out as a full character right but then it was only the cena it was the cena smackdown right yeah, oh, he, the, the the one where he showed up on the screen. Yes. Yeah. Well, where he? But, but then, no, but where then he it physically? Was... No, where he physically came out 
Because until but, then, but I'm, I'm, until then, we, he could have right, been a no, fake yeah, character. Right, but then it was two weeks later where he attacked Bray Wyatt, and in those, in, no, he attacked him on the scene of Raw, on the scene no, of SmackDown. Mm-mm. He showed up on the scene of SmackDown. He did not attack him on the scene of SmackDown. He just stood there and laughed on the scene of SmackDown. On the the scene of showing up on screen SmackDown. Not no, the scene of wrestling. wrestling SmackDown. Is yes, the one I'm but, talking but, about. but okay, and the, the two actual weeks before, scene of SmackDown right, where he was the, there. The two weeks before he showed up as as the character, and in between, like he those, walked out. Yes. Oh, okay. So he walked out and laughed. Yes, and then two weeks later he walked I thought out. The and first it, time we ever saw mm-mm. a physical. Okay. No, it okay. was just him. It was just him laughing Got the it. first time, and in between that, it was like three different Bray Wyatt's that we saw, and it was just kind of like. I, again, I just want I, I want something to be somewhat set in this storyline because it's really hard to cling to anything when three different things are nebulous right now. And we like they're interacting with each other, but we don't know from like where they're coming from at all. Yeah, I mean part part again, a big part of this is it's just going so slow. Like when you're doing entire weeks that are a character laughing, and that's the only thing that you do. Right. When you when you have essentially, you know, I don't know how many weeks in a row it was, but you have however many weeks in a row of just this weird thing on the screen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the problem. Is like now that you're actually doing real, well, theoretically real things. It doesn't, it's hard to, like, you're, like, this is what we were talking about a month ago. Like, if we're still in this territory a month from now, which we said a month ago, we're going to start to be like, hey, what the hell is this, guys? Like, that we need to put some, some more, you know, there needs to be more to this. Like, now, am I, it's weird, because am I disinterested? No, I'm, I'm actually not. I'm the opposite of disinterested. I'm curious. Um, but I, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm getting disinterested on the SmackDown side. The Raw side with Alexa, I'm okay with right well, now. No. See, here's why I'm not disinterested on the SmackDown side. I would argue that I'm actually more disinterested on the Raw side where he's done absolutely nothing. And now, like, okay, we know, like, you've teased us enough. We know that there's Alexa Bliss involvement we know that he's there. We know he's showing up. We know he's changed her, whatever. There's nothing there. I, the I reason the SmackDown thing isn't stale is because of the savior of the segments, which is LA Knight. Well, and that's the thing is like, I care about LA Knight. I don't but care that about makes the me sma- care about the totality. Of but it. I, I don't, I see that. That's where I'm, I don't care and about I'm actually this match curious, on Saturday. And I'm actually curious. Or next Saturday. I'm actually curious. Uh, you don't care about the match? Very little at this point. At, See, at this I care point. very much about the match because I'm very curious as to how this gets booked. I have a theory. My theory is they actually put L.A. Knight over in this because Bray Wyatt's feud is not going to be with L.A. Knight. It's going to be with this whatever. Like, like I think that I think it's almost like genius. Like if they do that, it's almost if like genius booking because you could move his storyline forward and put L.A. Knight over in the in the in the meantime amazing right i don't know if they do that i think there's an opportunity to do that um i mean like i i i I have there there, i mean here's the problem with this no there is one yeah sorry go ahead before you there's one other thing we do have to talk about though they did tease the fiend which what what was that 
<laughs> that, that, that's like, that's the of... thing is like yeah. well, you're just stacking on things on top of things on top of things when none of the like you have this tower it's basically jenga you have this tower and none of the blocks are stable right now like you, you're you're putting things on top of things just to put things and again it's going back to what we're worried about which is that they don't really they have cool things hat like a cool idea like this week we're going to do this and this week we're going to do this and the the lore and the story of of Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy and the Fiend and everything and that's cool but they just have the story and they don't have a end well here or they don't have a way to move forward it's just you know it would be like a you know a comic book that's just like well, what's the story? You know, you're you're at a climax of a fight, and then you just throw in another fighter to keep the fight going a little bit more. Here's what I'm more concerned about. I actually do think they know what this is, where all this is going. I'm concerned that it's just so convoluted, and um, I don't know if messy is the right word, but like it's so art brain in his head as far as what it is that it won't translate. It can't us. translate to wrestling, and and that's the that's always that's been the my bigger is, concern is, is that how like, do you do this in a so like yeah. let's say let's say we go your route and let's say uh L A Knight lo- uh, wins Bray Wyatt loses his first match back and then we're really I mean, supposed obviously to get... not clean you know no no of course crazy shit but like yeah then we're leading towards like the build is Uncle Howdy versus Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania where again either you're having Uncle Howdy go over and Bray Wyatt is just like, why is Bray Wyatt here? Other than just to kind of serve as the the Pandora box that all these well, creatures no, my, are coming out of. My, my theory well, would be Wyatt that he wins, overcomes then what, then Uncle Howdy. And then what is it? Then what is the character that he overcomes Uncle Howdy? And Uncle Howdy's only around for a little bit. And we have Bray Wyatt standing tall for, and then is what? What is Bray Wyatt at that I mean, I, just, I mean... This is probably unfair, but like, what did we think Kane was at one point? You know what I mean? Like, we thought Kane was a big nothing that would just go away. What? When did we think that? Kane Everybody thought greatest... that originally. Nobody, nobody bought Kane as a long-term character. Come on, okay. Nobody if, if thought wanna, that if... Kane would the Undertaker's oh. brother, who they were, you know, telling murder stories about was going to be around 15 okay. 20 years later okay if you want to say that that's fine but i think i think everyone assumed that that guy would move on to another character because that's what right. he did his entire career and that that was a short-term monster of the month undertaker story just like everything else like you can't tell me one person like the people booking well, it didn't I mean, think that uh, sure you know what okay I mean? that, that's fine if, if you're if you're saying that no one thought but like that's what I'm saying. Like, who knows what this ends up being? Like, like I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm. It's not going to be that. I'm just saying there are there are things in the past that have seemed very hokey. They're going too far down. I I I fear they're going too far down the rabbit hole that they're not going to be. Well, that's that's the problem, right? If if this is all in his head unchecked, like if Triple H was just like, all right, just do whatever you want. (laughs) The problem is that he's a very unique individual and what makes sense to him as a cool story to tell. I don't know. Like, like I'm less concerned that he doesn't know where it's going and I'm more concerned he does, but no one else is gonna be able to follow it. You know, right. you're like, like, yeah, no, you're, and, and that's true. He that's my does biggest have an concern. idea and it just won't translate to wrestling. In yeah. Way. He's just, he's, I don't want to use the word crazy, 
I'm, I don't mean it in a in a derogatory sense. No, it's, it's, he's very. It's like he has he has he has comic book brain. Right. He, he you know it's just like when somebody tries to tell you the plot of like like when like I don't know you probably have I have friends that are really into like science fiction and 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 sure. stuff and when they try to tell you the plot of something and like two minutes in you're like bro. Not only can I not follow you, but I have no interest in trying. Right. Like, that's who I think this guy is. And, you know, anyway, we don't have to continue to harp yeah. on that. But I, I share your concerns, but I have different concerns. But I'm also captivated when I, this guy I, I comes need, out. I, I, You know what? I, I, I to, to their credit, I'm slightly interested in Uncle Howdy. I'm curious to see where they're going. I just I need something to happen at the Rumble. I and of something. course, yeah, something has to happen. And of course, part of it is that we all want to know who he is, like for real. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, we have our suspicions. I mean, I, I'm just I mean, I'm just assuming it's Bo, but I don't I don't think it really matters that it's Bo. Other than did you the see snacks. there's a there's a theory that it's somebody different on Vincent. Raw than it is oh, on SmackDown. I actually didn't see that, but every I mean, the two names have come up all the for time. Vincent and Bo. But yeah, Vincent and Bo. But I saw I somebody say, and now again, I don't know if this is a mistake or on purpose right i mean some, it could just be like someone's oh, in the suit oh, right yeah like <laughs> yeah. you know like, like when you uh who was it that it was um when mickey james was returning and they had her under they had the the la luchador or something interfering and it very clearly was not the same person each week right yeah, yeah like it, it could absolutely just be that and, and honestly i'm okay with that whatever but it but, is, is kind of interesting to me well it's if, also interesting that the if it really is two matching. different people and it's supposed to be then that's int more intriguing to me because that means that the Uncle Howdy thing is a facade. And to me, if that's the case, it's it has more legs than if it's a real well character. We didn't we didn't get to talk about this at all because I think it was it was during the weeks we were out. Um, the the Uncle Howdy mask that came out to attack him the first time was not the Uncle Howdy mask that came out to laugh the first time. Like, and and that's why people are saying they think it's two different people. Yeah, in um, ca in character, two different, not necessarily portraying. Two no, people, like, in re in, like, like in like, like in one one is Uncle Howdy and one is Mean Howdy, whatever you know, just for well, lack of well, a better term, right or whatever. It's gonna be two, or or it's like it's gonna be two characters pretending to be this character or whatever. Right. Yes, you yeah. know the, the 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 prankster and the demon, for yeah. lack of a better term, whatever. Right, there's gonna be some. I don't know. I, I'm still in because I love LA Knight, and so I want I want to see this match because I'm interested in. I do. How think awesome that, would it be if it's just like you hear sounds and you don't watch the match? Like, well, awesome and, and they, I can't believe they're actually doing this. There's there's gonna be something to the crowd not being able to see this at all, right? <laughs> like, there's I, you can't do that, can you? Like, is this gonna be like a cinematic match that's on the screen or something like where they film uh, it in night vision or? Like some kind of weird. I don't know what it. Maybe, I don't know maybe what it you do is. that, but but then the crowd can actually see that. But I yeah. wonder. Uh, well, well, yeah. Well, no. 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 I mean, look. When I, I say the crowd can't see it, I mean like they're not going to be in the ring. It's not going to be a ring. Yeah. Even or if, if they are, it's going to be. Now here's the other thing. When they did that segment where they first uh, had Uncle Howdy in the ring and they lit it that way, what if it's that? <laughs> <laughs> but that was like when they lit it for the fiend and we could barely see red. anything yeah. yeah well it's what is it with bray wyatt and his shitty lighting like I, mm, you know that's it's just another do thing. we have to cover anything else in wwe i think no we, did did you want to mention anything in nxt like it was, it was a fine 
episode of NXT. You know, I mean, I'm glad they're listening to me and pushing uh, Sol Ruka because she's awesome. Yeah. Um, I talked about that last week. I thought she stole the show in the Battle Royal. I mean, I've been watching what's the finisher called the Soul Sucker or the yeah the the the, the spinning stunner craziness whatever thing. it yeah. is. Yeah. That's a crazy move. I've been, you know, it's gone viral. I'm sure. glad they're capitalizing on that. It was a, it was cool to see her get a win over Alba Fire. That's a serious win, even if it was done the way it was done. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the only like, other I, thing I want to touch on in NXT, I mean, there was good matches. It was a pretty decent show. I'm shocked that they are not trying to sell tickets to their pay per view, like. I just don't think they care at this point. I, I think they're doing it for the sake of doing it. It's and just so weird. Like it's, you've got I, a million not, people you could put on this show. I, I'm I'm not tickets. saying it's not weird, but they're like to, honestly, I almost think it's to their partially to their credit that they're not just trying to gimmick it up and saying, "Look, we want to push these people. This is what we're going to do. We're not going to gimmick this up too much." I, I think that's you know. Uh, good thing as far as the future of I this get group it, goes. But there's a way you could gimmick this up without doing damage. Like you could have done, you know, Carmelo Hay. What was the thing I I joked that, or we were we were going back and forth and being like, what if they do Carmelo Hayes versus um well you had joked Goldberg, but no no no, no. Uh, maybe you weren't a, like we we were talking last week we were talking about um people that oh Cody <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you were saying Cody's return or, or yeah, one yeah. of his for the single well, just bit. because it's like in that, Charlotte, like that, like yeah, that's weird. I, I under I understand but, what you're saying, but like again, it would have taken away from this group. And to their credit, they're keeping it to this group, and I think that's good as to why they've decided. Okay, we're ready to go out on the road, but we're not trying to move tickets, and, and we're gonna put it in the big ass building and not try. You know, not Who knows? not put they, it in maybe a they're five thousand. Maybe they're venue. getting it a really good deal on it and they're just saying you know what it's a win-win anyways so whatever if we have I just go back to people. like do you remember when they first took nxt on the road it was such a story that they blew out that four thousand cap building in san francisco or wherever yeah. that was yeah like yeah, the yeah. First it, it show was, they it was did. The, ho- the house show before it was a house show and yeah. it was a house show and it was it was in a pro- an appropriate size building yep and they blew it out and it was like such good uh it was such good. It made, it made people so excited that they were able to go out on the road and work these theaters and stuff. And at least the, for the well, first. Not only that, but like, it, like, let's say that you're someone who likes NXT, right? And you heard that. That yes. made you buy a ticket the second. Yes, I, I, like, like I would say, like the first time, the first, the first two go around, really, of, of the house shows tours. The, the Philadelphia, New York kind of circuit. Yeah. Thing. Those were, you know, they sold out. They were crazy. Uh, you know, by the time the they were two thousand cap buildings in some respects, but like, yeah, that's fu- that's appropriate. But, but they were selling out instantly for those two thousand seats. Correct, correct. And then they got you know they were doing some bigger shows and whatever. Um, it's just weird to me that like you ripped the guts out of NXT and you rebuilt it. And and, and I'm not even gonna say it's a bad show. I think they've made it into a pretty decent show at, at this point. But it's not. They don't have the ticket selling star power they had. And I don't know when they will, but I just don't know why you don't go to an appropriate. Anyway, 
We don't need to harp yeah. on it, but it's weird. It's I thought for sure. I, I, I almost wonder if it's a thing where they wanted to run Charlotte because it's a wrestling town, and for whatever reason, the cheapest venue they could get was the arena. For whatever, you know. Yeah, maybe sometimes it's, it's those just things available, happen. Available, whatever. Yeah, right. it, it's available. The you know they had a deal from a show they canceled or something like that. You know, something along those lines. It might be as simple as that. Maybe they're holding tryouts there, and it's just they have the building anyway. You know what I mean? Like, could be. Who knows? Could be whatever. Um. AEW's, I guess, just aired. Yeah, we we don't know. I mean, I could look it up if we were, but I don't want to respond to something that I didn't yeah, see. Yeah, so I, 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 I don't want to. I think the only thing, you know, we, there was a lot of, I thought, nonsensical controversy over the, the Ruby Riot bleeding and everything. I know you're not a big blood fan, which is fine, by the way, that you're not a big blood no, here's fan. A, here's you here's were, what I'm going to say. Who bleeds doesn't matter to me. Right. Like, yeah, you don't like, like blood, of, and that's okay. I don't like blood. It has nothing to do with who is bleeding. I yes. don't want to see anyone bleeding. Right. The, the and, people and which that is, we're saying because she's a woman. Rick, oh Rick Flair criticizing Ruby Riot for bleeding you was know, yeah. the most comical thing I had ever seen in my entire life. It was absurd. It's absurd. Now, if if Ric Flair had said. I there was nothing no Ric Flair longer... could have said around. No, 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 no. There is. If if the only thing Ric Flair could have said is, I no longer think that's appropriate in the current product or whatever. But you can't say that because I, he, he was he was bleeding six months ago at his quote unquote last match. So right, exactly. Like, yeah, I, and I don't even know what he said, but I, I'm assuming it was something sexist. Like I don't. It, I don't it was. It was basically there was a yes, lot was, of that going around. It was more or less Ruby Riot shouldn't be bleeding because she's a woman. Like that's you know I did see a really funny response. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say what it was but you can find it on twitter there's a, a women's wrestler that had like the best clap back of all time uh about uh people saying this yeah. um <laughs> it was like it and, and that's the thing. It's like if, if, if yeah. you don't like blood fine you don't have to like blood you know it's, it's not a cup of tea everyone but if you like blood in ftr briscoes you better like blood here you know Plain exactly exactly yeah but again i'm not into it yeah, that, that's not you, and and you've been clear about that. It has that's... nothing to do with Ruby. It has nothing to do with women. I don't want. I don't like anybody bleeding. I don't like the Briscoes match. I didn't like Cody bleeding all the time. You know, I don't like. Yeah. You know, I don't even love the weird WWE thing they've been doing where they do the blood capsules. You know, yeah, the, I mean, the, the really obvious. Why are they one? doing that all the time now? <laughs> Everyone's got internal injuries in WWE. Um, I mean, like whatever, like. Yeah, I, the only yeah, other there, thing... There's, there's really not much to say about it other than it, the people who are criticizing it because it's ruby bleeding are just out of their minds. Um, yeah, dumb. And the, and... Only thing, the only thing I will say, the only, the only other thing to say about it is, like, let's say that you are cool with bleeding, right? Um, I do think it's weird to... And this is not, you know... I think the critic, the overwhelming criticism I saw was nonsensical criticism. I think the one valid criticism is, and this is more, this is an AEW thing. This is not a Ruby riot thing. Mm -hmm. They bleed when it doesn't mean anything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they, they bleed, bleed in matches. They that bleed mean too much. This one actually meant something. If you, you know, count a rampage, a largely rampage feud as something. But it's um, like, come on, guys. Yeah. Like, if you want to do it at the pay-per-view, like, it's not for me, but I get it. 
If you want to do blood feuds or, and or again, do I, I think gimmick here matches was appropriate. And... This this was a feud. This Fine. was a good thing, but you do it everywhere that it lessens the impact here. Yeah. And 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 you're gonna have to really sell me on doing anything important on Rampage at this point. Like I I it's such a nothing show. Like you I think the weeks it's live, it's better. It feels better, but it feels like Sunday night heat with a little bit better of a lineup at times. At this, well, point. yeah, I mean, Ram- Rampage is the fact that there were zero of these best of seven matches on Rampage just it shows everything <laughs> about what they care about Rampage. Like that, right. that to me, if there was kind of a final nail in the coffin, it was that. Like Rampage is was what it is. It's it's heat. It, it it's you know late era heat, which had good matches and would be fun to watch but have no bearing on anything else and really yeah. didn't need to watch. It. We only have a couple of minutes left, but yep. since you weren't here last week, what is your take on the MJF promo? Um, Glenn was pretty outspoken about how horrid he thought it was last week. Um, I, it, it was, yeah, it was in segments and it was long and I, there were good and bad. I did not like it. I know a lot of people did like it. Uh, I, I was, again, I, yeah, I'm kind of with Glenn. I don't think, I wouldn't use the word horrid. Uh, MJF is running into a little bit of an issue where, you know, they'll crack jokes about how he's the same thing every week and saying every week, and he's trying to figure out how to do the cheap heat without doing the same thing every week, and the only way he can go is to go for the true lowest common denominator. And that's a problem. And this is going to be also a... a problem when the fans cheer for it. Well, a a there's that because he's again he's as far as delivering it he's so good. But I think that it's it was a concerning promo, and even more concerning as far as the big picture for MJF and what MJF is going forward. Because again, we've been kind of joking same thing. We've had the characters joking about how he's the same thing. And where do, where can he, if he's the same thing, where can he go besides diving really low? And diving really low is really dangerous. So he's he, like, he's in very real danger of going stale or crossing lines he shouldn't cross. Yeah, I, I, I'm not into that. I, I don't think, I don't think that we should, I don't think MJF should be doing what he did last week. No, I mean, um, I'd, I'd, I'd cut that promo in half it's still like 35 minutes long and he can still say a lot of the good stuff that he said without saying the bad yeah okay um well i think that's it for us this week Uh, yeah you got you got anything to plug i do i we announced um the bouncing souls are coming to rams alive ole 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 (laughs) december 7th so next december uh i guess this coming december um Almost entire year from now, um, tickets are going on sale. Uh, I guess by the time you hear this, they'll be on sale. So, were, were, Rams... were, were you aware that was El Generico's theme? I did not know that. Olay by the Bouncing Souls was El Generico's. Theme. Oh, that's incredible! That's incredible. God, I need to watch some El Generico matches. I feel like I would you know like what? him, considering you, you another over... wrestler I like. Um, I just have a feeling, right? It, like. He... Yeah, the uh, that first show that I was talking about early, earlier in the show. Come by, we'll watch uh, Death Before Dishonor six. It includes uh, 
Steen Erico against the Motor City Machine Guns and the main event, a four-way between Nigel McGuinness, Brian Danielson, Tyler Black, and Claudio Castagnoli. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. So, so come to Vegas. We'll not go out on the strip and we'll just watch wrestling. That that, that would be way more fun than the strip, actually. <laughs> um, and, uh, anyway, could, tickets for yeah. that, ramsheadlive.com, at ramsheadlive on Instagram and Twitter. Lots of announcements coming. Lots and lots and lots. I've been very busy. Um, so lots of uh, great stuff coming to Baltimore. I guess I should say Baltimore <laughs> in 2023. Aaron. Uh, for me to come out to Vegas, check out the Circa. It's awesome. Come hang out with me. All that good stuff. SmackDown was just announced for Vegas. So if you're coming out to uh, SmackDown at the end of March, come out to the Circa. Come see me in Vegas. And then we should uh, plug Glenn here to talk because he never does. Uh, glennclarkradio.com and, and send him some money because otherwise he's going to end He'll up be stuck like, at Disney World forever. I was going to say he, he's he's going to end up having to be a character for the next five and years. Speaking to pay of SmackDown, and speaking of SmackDown coming to Vegas, you know who will be there? One top dollar. The main the event. main event. Ben, 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 ben. <laughs> yeah, which is at AJ Francis four one zero. I can't believe I remembered that. At AJ Francis four one zero, who had all that stuff and making it really tricky that they're coming out in the middle of March Madness, but going to figure out ways to uh, make that work out. But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Uh, uh, you don't think he'll want to watch the games too? <laughs> he's, he's got shows. <laughs> he'll, he'll figure it out. Oh, All yes. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Follow the show at Jobbing Out Show, right? Yeah, we still use that <laughs> every now and then. I'm not used to doing this part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, do all that. And uh, yeah, this has been Jobbing Out. Jumping out. Fuck Disney prices. <laughs>